What's up, everybody? Welcome to the World of CONCACAF podcast live from the Conca Cafe in Doha, Qatar. Yes, we are out here. This is Eric. And I'm Donald. And, uh, yeah, Donald, we're at the Conca Cafe. We, we told people we were going to do it. We told people, but, like, I'm just, ha- like, this is, like, a lifelong dream of mine to finally make my pilgrimage to the Conca Cafe, and we did it. I've been dreaming about this my whole life since last week. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. It's actually really nice. Like, it's a great idea. Like, uh, we were talking before we started recording about this is like something CONCACAF could be doing for every major tournament. Like, bringing a sample of like the whole region to wherever people happen to be. Yeah, and for people who are here at the World Cup, because, yeah, duh, we're going to talk about the World Cup here. Uh, the cafe also has some free food that they give away. It's between 12 and 2 on every day that a CONCACAF team is playing. So, of course, today being, uh, we're recording on November 25th, which mm-hmm. is Black Friday, the AKA USA versus England. Because of that, it's open today. But 12 to 2 every single day that a CONCACAF team is playing, you can come by here. They have free food. I think the menu changes every day. Mm-hmm. They're giving away, uh, they gave us a free fanny pack. We got CONCACAF, we literally got the bag. Yeah, it's, we literally the secured the bag. The CONCACAF fanny pack. Yeah. It was, honestly, it was worth the trip over to the Middle East just to get this fanny pack. <laughs> Beautiful. But it's, yeah, it's a great idea. It's something that they can do, obviously, 2026, if they don't do it, they've, they've done something wrong. But, like Eric said, for, you know, Nations League, for Gold Cup, it's it's super simple to kind of find uh, a cafe or some sort or some restaurant to kind of turn into yeah. a Conca Cafe. Like a, for the a pop-up, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, it's really nice. Like, you walk in, they've got a display... Uh, post a picture of it, um, but it's got all of the Concacaf nations, like soccer balls for each one, including the non-FIFA members because Concacaf sticks together. You know exactly. Um, really nice displays, and then they got nice selection of food. Um, I'm drinking a Sprite in a glass bottle, in, in the spirit of our what are you what are we drinking right now? This is a beautiful Sprite. You, what were you drinking? You had a Coke? I had a Coca-Cola Light, which is basically Diet Coke. Oh. It, it tasted like Diet Coke. It's fine. <laughs> it works. Unfortunately, no Rome drinks at the Conca Cafe, as it, you know, went in Rome, you know. Um, but if we do this in other areas, theoretically, we could have, like, the most banging bar. Oh, yeah. Of, like, selections of rums and frozen drinks from around the region. So basically what Eric is saying is he's going to build a Conca Cafe at his house. And uh, everyone's invited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, this just means I have to like travel more, like I have to go around and stock up more stuff. So, you know, like I just have to, I'm going to have to hit some islands to open this Poor up. Poor Eric, he's got to travel more to get more rum. Yeah. <laughs> what, you know, it's a, it's a life I didn't choose, but it chose me. It chose you, exactly right. All right. Well, we're in the Conca Cafe. Let's talk about the Conca Caf soccer. Donald, you've been here since the start of the tournament. Mm-hmm. I just got in on Wednesday, so you've seen. Which games have you seen for Conca Caf? So for Conca Caf, I saw USA Wales. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we were going to USA England this evening, and I also got to see Belgium Canada the other day. Yeah. So, what was your impression? Like, what was the vibe like? We can start with the USA Wales one. Um, what was the vibe like? What was the crowd like? 
how talk about the game and the experience. Yeah, I mean, from the fan standpoint, I mean, American fans were everywhere. I mean, we probably had three quarters of the stadium. There was a nice pocket of, of Welsh fans. They've traveled. They've been very cool. Uh, everyone had a great time, but it was uh, it was definitely three quarters Americans in the stands. Uh, what's cool about the World Cup is that if you're a neutral fan, they give out flags for both teams that are playing, so you can pick whether to support one team, the other team, or both. So there was a lot of USA flags all over the place. A lot of people were grabbing those, and uh, anytime a USA chant came out, the crowd was electric. I will tell people there's a lot of people who were saying that the uh, uh, the, the fan base was a little dull as far as the noise. My phone begged to differ. <laughs> My phone sent me a warning during the game that we had already experienced 60 minutes of a decibel level of 117. For those people who don't know what that means, I think you can only go to two stadiums in America where that will basically exceed that amount, and that's Lumen Field and Arrowhead. Yeah. Like, other than that, we were one of the loudest. I mean, it was very, very loud when, when the crowd was rolling. So, um, from the... Uh, um, from the standpoint of the game, I mean, let's be clear. From an American standpoint, it was one point. You're always happy with a point in the World Cup, but it should have been three. Yeah. No, and I think the takeaway from the game just on the field is that the U.S. was clearly the better team. Mm-hmm. Especially the first half. Like, you watch that first half, you're like, holy shit, this team can do that was the best. That was the best U.S. team I'd seen in years. Yeah, that first half. Yeah, they looked. There was lack of a killer instinct in the final third, mm-hmm. but like as far as like possessing the ball, making smart plays, like they showed up and played awesome. But you saw Wales made some adjustments at halftime, and the U.S. did not make the appropriate adjustments to the adjustments, mm-hmm. and unfortunate situation at the end where Gareth Bale wins that penalty that challenge with Walker Zimmerman and yeah they end up with one point instead of three which if someone would have offered you it's like would you take a draw right now before that game you would have been like yes but it didn't feel that way it didn't feel that way it felt like a loss because you know you gained a point but you also felt like you lost two that was the feeling that was the general feeling amongst the fans was we lost two points as opposed to gaining one but again like I said at the World Cup a result is a result you use that and you know, at this point, you can't be eliminated with a loss tonight. Yeah. But you wanted it so bad because, you know, after eight and a half years almost of waiting, you wanted that win, and we were just, you know, just this close to getting it. And, you know, some MLS on MLS crime <laughs> ended up being the difference. Yeah. So the way she goes, that's why they play the game. Um, but you've seen another CONCACAF team in action. What, which game did you go to? I went to Belgium, Canada. Um, that Canada's first World Cup match since 1986? Yes, and they were ready for it. Uh, Canadian fans showed up. They were all over the place. Um, they were chanting you know, most of the game. And, and let me tell some people about like how this works with the World Cup. Most people think that people are just going nuts the entire game. Yeah. There's a lot long stretches of games where fan bases aren't cheering. And it's not because they're not supporting. It's because everyone here is nervous. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone is in full who, panic mode. I don't care who you are. Like, even, you know, Brazilian fans last night, even England fans when they were destroying Iran, yeah. they were nervous entering the game. They, there's, a, there's an air of that. Yeah. To, you know, so there's going to be times where people are going to be cheering and doing, some, and doing chants. And there's going to be times where they're watching the game because, you know, you travel all this way, you pay all this money. Oh, yeah. You're going to want to watch some of the game. But also it's that that pressure that 
is on it's the a, field is also in the stands yeah. too, and you feel it throughout the stadium. It, so there's times you're just gonna be, you know, just just anxious and just yeah. wanting to see what happens. Yeah, next. just like there's a cloud of palpable anxiety. Yes, over everything, everything. about this tournament. Yeah, and it's like as great as it is, as great as like the atmosphere is, like. Man, if you don't get results, it kind of ruins the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you don't get to kick it. You don't get to redo this next month, you yeah. know? It's four years of a tournament you have to qualify for that you're going to have to wait if you screw this one up. So, yeah, lots of anxiety. Um, but great. they outplay. I mean, let's be honest. They outplayed Belgium most of the night. Of course, Belgium is super good. Yeah. So when you're a super good team, it only takes one moment. And they, only, they really yeah. only had one moment, and that moment was Bashui's goal. Yeah. And that was the difference. Well, we talked when we did our World Cup preview that, like, you knew John Herdman was going to have that team ready. And he clearly did. Mm-hmm. Like, they played great. They they showed that they belonged on this stage. And it's unfortunate for them that they didn't get a result out of it. Um, they certainly had their chances. I mean, Alfonso Davies, I, don't, I know he's the star. I don't know if him at his young age that, like, you should have been putting him up there to take that penalty. I was surprised it was him, not because he's not capable of doing it, but because he doesn't take him for Bayern Munich, obviously. He's probably yeah. like 11th on that pecking order, and that's no slouch to him. That's just how good Bayern is. Mm-hmm. I-, I would have thought it was Jonathan David that would be stepping up to take that yeah. penalty. Uh, so I was kind of surprised it wasn't him. Yeah. So kind of a lot, another case of lost opportunity of picking up points. And in their group, that's going to be very – That's I know they're going to want – that result back, right? Yeah. They're going to want that penalty kick back. They're going to want at least a point out of there because uh, they're in a very difficult group and it doesn't get easier for them as it goes along. Yeah, I mean, they got Croatia next, I'm pretty sure. So um, that's going to be a difficult challenge for them. Yeah. Um, do we want to touch on the other CONCACAF teams, how their results went? We can. I mean, we want to start with Mexico or Costa Rica. Let's <laughs> start with Mexico because that'll be quick. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think Costa Rica's going to be quick too, but yeah. Mexico, they get, they get a result. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see much of that game. What did you think of that? I mean, Memo Ochoa saves a day. Yeah. Uh, he stopped Lewandowski's penalty kick. And, um, I mean, when Lewandowski steps up, you basically think, well, this is going in as a goal. But uh, Memo makes a great save, and that really boosted the uh, the spirits of the Mexican fans that were there. And I'll tell you, Mexican fans are everywhere. They like oh, yeah. Outside of the United States, they are probably the most well-traveled group. Um, I'll, we'll talk about some other world travel groups, but like in Concacaf, sure, especially uh, they they are everywhere. They're, they, we've heard USA and Mexico chance at games not involving them. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's it's been it's been quite fun to have all this walk I mean, all walk around. But at that particular game, um, you could just feel the swell of energy when that when they missed that penalty or when they saved that penalty, and that kind of spurred them on to kind of hold on for a result against a tough Poland team. Yeah, and then Costa Rica uh, mm. losing by a touchdown. I was really hoping they wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> Spain's very good, but I mean, you know, we, we talked about how they just were the uh, the team that uh, I guess is had no chance of advancing in their group, uh, seeing that they're with what, Germany, Japan, and Spain, and we were just hoping that they could, you know, pull off a couple of results and. That was not the great start that no. they needed. Um, that that was the opposite of the great start. That, that they was needed. the very opposite. I mean, I remember we were leaving one game and traveling to watch that game so we could go to the next game uh-huh. that day. And by the time we got to where we were, it was already three nothing. And it was like twenty three minutes in. We're like, oh well, 
that's that. And it, it felt like even from there, like they just didn't know how to handle uh, Spain's passing. Spain had 947 passes, and they completed 96% of them. Like, what are you, what are you gonna yeah. do? Yeah. And it's not like they were doing long balls and stuff like that. They were just, yeah. you know, ticky tacka down just the field, knocking it around, knocking it around down the field, and just clinical. Um, so Costa Rica, they have a they have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Well, you're talking about how you're going from one game to another. That's the thing that, like, I got into town on Wednesday. Um, I've noticed that it's like there are so many people just going to as many games as they can. Mm-hmm. What's it been like for you this World Cup? Because you've been to past World Cups. I feel like this is so much different from the last one that I had been to, mm-hmm. where it's like people are just going to games. All, like, that's what they're doing all day. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are going to multiple games. You know, the last couple of days I've been to two games in a day. Yeah. Uh, it's quite tiring to yeah. get between one and the other because the logistics here have just been, for each stadium, have just been very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that, you're having to walk a long time to get a taxi or get a bus or get an Uber to go to the next stadium or to go to wherever you need to go or to the Fan Fest. Um, the, the, the perimeter basically is set up like a mile or so outside of the stadium. So you can't really get close. All the roads are closed around each stadium. There's a lot of stuff closed downtown because of they want to make sure people can funnel traffic. But as a result, it makes it where it's more difficult for people to even walk to the stadium. So yeah. that has been a challenge, uh, unlike other you know World Cups. But again, a lot of people are taking advantage of the fact that yes, you can go to two, maybe three matches in a day if you want to. Yeah, I mean, I had gotten tickets for the U.S. England game. And that was it. That was the only game I was planning on going to. And I get into town and I got a buddy that's like, hey, I got an extra ticket for Germany Japan. You want to go? I'm like... Which turned yeah, out to be a yeah, great game. Yeah. yeah, it turned out to be a great game, but it's like, yeah, why wouldn't I go? I'm like, I'm here. It's The stadium's right there. And I went as a neutral. And it felt like there were a lot of people like me who were just there to see the game. Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like it did alter the vibe a little bit because there's so many casuals there where it's like you would think that the fans are like on one side or the other filling the stadium right there's a lot of like the vibe just seems lighter for all of these games yeah and it's because of the how ticket distribution works obviously like you would think for let's say the uh, Nations League final right like Nations League final there was one half of the bowl that was American fans one half of the bowl that was Mexican fans Federations basically said we get one half the stadium, you get the other half. The middle, like maybe five, ten percent, corporate sponsors, whoever. Right here at the World Cup, the federations only get eight percent of the tickets in the stadium. So, and the stadium is like forty, you know, forty thousand. They're getting less than three thousand tickets. So there's so many people who just are shut out, and they have to get tickets through other means. So you'll see yeah. pockets of fans throughout the stadium. There's no like wall of unless you have a big group that travels very well like you know the brazilians or the mexicans or americans uh the english but other than that you just have you know a pocket of fans here a pocket of fans there pocket of fans up top and the people just kind of get in where they can yeah no i mean talk about you really can't compare it to nation's league final though because like that's a much bigger much bigger scale yeah, yeah much bigger scale balls like, islands too it's so. not a it's not a fair comparison yeah. but i think you do see that this is such a soccer experience 
for everybody. It's not mm-hmm. just like you're going to this game and you're seeing your team. It's like you're going, you're hanging out, watching soccer with people from all over the world doing mm-hmm. the same thing. And I've been very impressed with like how well CONCACAF is represented here. Yeah. I've seen a lot of U.S. fans. Like you said, like Mexico, there's Mexican mm-hmm. fans everywhere. You've seen a lot of green and red. Um, on my flight over, I flew from Heathrow into Doha. There were maybe 10, 12 U.S. fans on that flight. There were more Canadian fans. There were more Costa Ricans. Mm-hmm. There were more Mexicans. Like, it was, the flight was like the CONCACAF Express. Yeah. You know, just like, it was legit half. Now, they could be, it could be because you came over a little, like, you came over yeah. a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, the U.S. had already played a game, whereas Costa Rica, I think, was playing that yeah. day. Yeah. So, so they for were a lot of Americans, the they were game. already here. Yeah. Because, um, I, I mean, I'll tell you, like, the, you know, again, walking around, you can't walk, you know, you know, a block without seeing an American fan here. Um, and, and walking around the fan fest, people are just everywhere. And it's not just, like, you know, from the supporters groups, it's the people who decided, yo, I'm just going to come to the World Cup, which, you know, is the beauty of the World Cup, is that you yeah. get fans from all around the world hanging with each other, watching a game that none of you really care about, but we care about the game. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're all picking rooting. sides, you're rooting for both teams or whatever. Yeah. So. We're rooting for a good game. So that, that Germany-Japan game the other day, like Germany scored, went ahead, like you wanted to see Japan equalize. Yeah. And then as it was getting close, you're like, all right, we want... Let's make something happen here. Yeah. It was a great finish. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, I will. I, I do need to talk about one thing that came, came up, which is kind of funny. Um, on the boat, so I'm staying on one of the cruise ships yeah. here because uh, obviously there's uh, a lot of uh, cruise ships brought in for uh, for this World Cup for hotel purposes. Mm-hmm. And so we're at the buffet late night after one of the games, and we're just eating. And, you know, the buffet is open till five, so we're just kind of eating after the the 10 p.m. game. And there were a, there was a Canadian fan behind us that was talking to some Mexican fans. The Canadian fans basically talking trash. He's like, "Well, we beat you guys in qualifying. We beat the U.S. at home in qualifying." And like, so we're sitting there like, "Hold up, they're not talking about us." But before we could say anything, the Mexican fans said, "Yo, man, none of that matters. You know why? Because we're on the same ship at the same World Cup. It does not matter how you got here. What matters is that we're all here. So don't." You don't need to do that. That's not what this is about. We are all on the same team now. And I was like, that's what's up. Because yeah. that's what the World Cup is. Also, I will say, if, like, you know, a fan from another confederation yeah. was talking trash about Mexico, yeah. I'd step in the fin because, no, no, that's my job. Yeah. That's not your job. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. We stick together. It's like, when we fight, we fight each other. But, no, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like your, you know, your brother, your, your sibling, right? Like, yeah. you're not going to let your sibling get bullied. That's yeah. your job. You bully your sibling. So yeah. that that part was kind of funny. It's the Animal really, House, like you can't mess with our pledges. Yeah. We mess with our pledges. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I think that's the fun thing is that you and that's the only quote unquote negative incident we've seen. That everyone yeah. here has been super nice. We were partying with Welsh fans the night before the USA Wales game. We we're partying with English fans last night. Hey guys, so that, uh, oh. All right. The clapping is what we usually do when we have to edit things. We're not going to be able to edit this, but some dude just came up and started talking to us. So you got a little bit of a weird gap there. Yeah. But anyways, anyways, talking about fans. I mean, the the beauty of this is you're partying with fans from all over the world. And you may even be playing them the next day, right? Yeah. Like, again, we were partying with Welsh fans the night, be- night before the Welsh Wales game. 
last night there were some English fans were giving each other you know playful banter. Mm-hmm. It's all in good spirit here at the World Cup. And again, uh, you know, even you know fans that would be arch rivals of each other are having a great time together. That's yeah. the beauty of this whole thing. Yeah. No, and the vibes are pretty good. Knowing what's going on, I'm actually staying at one of the fan villages. I'm gonna save all of that for an episode. You we know. need a one more round of that. Yeah. Well, is that? I don't know if it'll be one more round. I'll probably like. There's a lot to unpack for me. Mm-hmm. I've seen some shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna wait until we're comfortably out of the country before you know we start airing some of that yes. nonsense. Um, but Saint Fan Village, there's everyone from everywhere mm-hmm. and it really is a unique experience just being surrounded by people like there's a handful of Americans that are at the village that I'm at and um, yeah like we're a small subset you've seen every single country uh, represented there and it for as much you know consternation as there was about this World Cup uh, you're still seeing some of the elements of like why the World Cup's great, regardless of the environment, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's things that obviously are frustrating, and there's things that are really, really good. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's kind of part of the experience, and it's a unique experience that we get to take back with us. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking forward to tonight. Yeah, USA England. I guess we should talk about that a little yeah. bit because people will be able to listen to this before the game. This is like your pre-game reporting. I mean, this is probably going to drop about the same time our podcasts usually get scheduled to drop. Like in the morning. We're, we're going to be doing it, like dropping it immediately. <laughs> but... Give me a minute. Give me a minute, please. please. <laughs> we're, we're, we're very popular out here. Um, so we'll wrap it. We'll kind of keep this quick. Yeah. But... U.S. England, like, what are you expecting out of this after seeing how they played against Wales? Wow, I hope I hope the U.S. just goes right at it, yeah. because uh, especially Harry Maguire, yeah, because he's because he's trash. Um, but uh, no, I really think that if they can go at him and be aggressive and get that get that goal, that opening goal, it puts yeah. all the pressure on England, and that's where I feel like our guys usually thrive. Halftime adjustments are going to be key because that's what kind of you know was the difference in the Wales game. If we can make the halftime adjustments. We should see Gio Reyna tonight. Yeah. So, and I think, yeah. yeah. Um, we should see Gio Reyna tonight. And after that, you know, I think these guys are ready. I'm not worried about them not being ready or being, uh, you know, blinded by the lights or the pressure. I just hope they can pull through and get the result. Yeah. Listen, England has never beaten us in a World Cup. Never. Never. Not once. Ever. I don't expect that to change. I didn't come here to watch that happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm flying back. I'm flying back with something in my pocket from tonight's game. So, um, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Should be fun. 2 p.m. on the East Coast. Yeah. 1 p.m. Central. 1 p.m. Central. 11 a.m. in California. So yeah, that's, that's how, how, time, that's how time zones that's, work. Yeah. Time zones. Yeah. Things. But 10 p.m., for those of you here in Doha. Yeah. The late game. It's also supposed to be kind of chilly tonight, so... See, here's the thing. Everyone keeps saying it's chilly. I'm, I'm a big dude. Ain't nothing, nothing here been chilly. Yeah. Like, nothing. So, for ladies who are like, oh, yes, I bring a sweater or something like that, that is not me. I, I was in short sleeves. I've been in short sleeves this whole time. There's not been anything beyond my elbows because it's been that hot to me, so... Well, I'm feeling very judged. I'm planning on bringing a jacket, so... A jacket, jacket made up. Jacket, yeah. You already have red. Uh, no. No. 
Yeah. Yeah, we'll take that. We're getting free. We're getting some food. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting the CONCACAF food. All right. Well, I guess we have to try to eat out. now. Got to check it out. Hot and, dogs. Yeah. Um, so, in the meantime, this this podcast kind of derailed over the last, like, five, ten minutes. So, appreciate you sticking with us. Uh, stick with us for more content. Donald and I are heading to Spain tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, we'll probably record yeah, something, possibly. something while we're there. Um, yeah. This guy's honking, so he wants to finish up. Yeah. So... We're done now. <laughs> yeah, we're done. From Doha, happy Kaka Caffing. Peace. Yeah. Kaka Cafe is magical.